Welcome to the Maximize Your Potential podcast, where we demonstrate that you have unlimited potential, and when you maximize it every day, you will lead a life of happiness and fulfillment. So welcome to the latest episode of Maximize Your Potential. I'm your host, Chris Baker, and today I am bringing a special guest. I'm bringing Jacqueline Wales originally from my neck of the woods up in, uh, in Scotland, in, the, um, in, in Great Britain, and now in uh, California, I think you said, Jacqueline, right? Yep, California. Good. Yep, so welcome, good. To the, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for, for joining. Um, just tell, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Do your sort of two-minute two minute bio. So the two-minute bio is, is uh, you know, as you said, born in Scotland, um, been a bit of a global nomad, lived all over the world, including here now in the United States, uh, lived some years in, in Europe, and uh, started this, this career of mine um, about 15 years ago as a uh, coach, an executive coach, and as a trainer, teacher, mastermind, facilitator, you name it, I've done the gamut in the last 15 years. I've written two books. Uh, I've actually written three books. One was a novel. We won't talk about that one right now. Second one was called The Fearless Factor. And that's really what I built my brand on was The Fearless Factor. And what that is, is teaching people how to understand how fear functions in your life. Having had a lifetime of dealing with my own fears, my own insecurities, my own self-doubts, lack of confidence, etc., I had to figure out ways to, to get beyond the limited thinking and behaviors that were undermining everything that I was doing. So, um, as I said, 15 years ago, it was advised that I become a coach. I took him up on that and um, it has become my, my life uh, at this stage of the game. Last year, I issued my second Fearless Factor book called The Fearless Factor at Work. And what I'm all about is helping people to understand how to develop their self-awareness, develop their, their ability to understand and examine their fears and move beyond them, teach people how to communicate more effectively. Because as we know in the workplace particularly, one of the greatest obstacles is that people really don't know how to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. They really don't know how to communicate effectively. So I spend a great deal of time with my clients and I've worked with hundreds of clients over the last 15 years. And a lot of it is about their communication skills. And then it's also about their confidence factor and helping them really step up and, and live to their potential. You know, I like to say that my job is to help you become the best version of you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what does that look like? Well, many times they don't know what that looks like. You know, they have an idea that, yeah, they could definitely improve in a lot of areas. But what's your vision of who you want to be in the world? And, and I'm not talking about what do you want to do in the world. The doing part is somewhat easy. You know, you can kind of identify, I'd like to do this. But who do you want to be? And that being part is what really speaks to your potential. Because if you're not clear on that, it's not going to work for you. So my journey has been about helping me understand who I am and helping me understand how to take it up a few notches. And it's, it's a continually evolution, frankly. Um, I like to say that, you know, I'll never stop learning and growing until I'm in that pine box going out the door. Yeah. That's it, you know. Um, so lifelong learning, and that's, that's part of it. And we know that there's a piece about, you know, fixed mindset versus growth mindset. I'm very definitely in the growth category. I believe there's never a point where you stop learning. Right. It's always something to know. But of course, the older you get, the less you know. 
especially in this day and age <laughs> when it's all moving at the speed of light. <laughs> That's true. I mean, you, 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 there's so much in, even in that, just that introduction there, um, Jacqueline, that we could talk about. And it's, I, I think one of the, the things that I found really one of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast about helping people maximize their potential is because I believe we've all got unlimited potential, but, but very, very few of us tap into even a, a you know, a, a, even try and tap into that, right? Um, you know, I, I, I like to, or my ambition is to, is to help the teenagers to understand that, that they can think this way, right? And that it's, it's good to, to, to have that vision and dreams. Whereas what I've found as I've, as I've sort of traced back from the corporate world back to where, where does this come from? You know, and when I talk about where this come from, the, the sort of disengagement in the workplace, which is generally there, it comes from those teenage years when the, the dreams of the five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten year old and their wild dreams get sort of washed out almost. And it's like they're, they're told what to think, not taught how to think. You know, what's your thoughts on that? Is that something you've looked at or experienced? Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, you know, I've got four kids in my life and, you know, I've been through the teenage years and frankly, right now I'm happy that they're adults and they can work out their own problems. They're not on my doorstep. Um, but the, the truth of the matter is the educational system undermines that potential right there. Right. Because education is still, in my opinion, very much locked into a 19th century model and uh, you can't allow kids to be creative and innovate for themselves in a way that challenges them and, and that really you know, forces them into a place of, of thinking for themselves. Uh, they get caught up in this is how you're supposed to think. And the same thing right. happens in the workplace. And I think that that's, that's a, a big problem right there. Um, and people aren't given the encouragement and support to say, yeah, think for yourself, be curious. Let's see what, what's, you know, what's hiding out here. Um, and, and so, you know, if you don't have that immediate piece and you talked about educating teenagers to live up to their potential, you know, a lot of teenagers, they think, yeah, you're full of it, you know, forget it, you know. Um, but what I have discovered, especially my own children, is that what I imbued in them was a strong sense of independence that I basically said, you can create whatever world you want to create. Now, I didn't grow up with that message. I grew up with the exact opposite of that message, which was, you know, working class Scotland, basically stay in your station, you know, don't go above your station. If I heard that phrase once, I heard it a thousand times, don't go above your station. Yeah, I'm supposed to be a working class lassie for the rest of my life, you know, and settle for, you know, menial jobs and raising kids and putting up with husbands who spend their days at the pub. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah. going to happen. You know, I was 16 when I left Scotland. I couldn't wait to be out of there. But um, the point being is that whatever encouragement we can give our kids to really understand that you're a major role model for them. You know, we I talk to in my books and I talk about in my work, we're all leaders of our own lives. And so if we think about that, leadership is not necessarily about having a team of people and being a head, head guy or a woman. It's simply about, are you self-aware enough to be able to lead your life effectively and in turn be a role model for others to do the same? And I think that's a really critical piece right there. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's leading, it, it, that being a role model and leading by example is, is the thing. And, 
and I think again we, we can talk about schools and I, I grew up in in Leicester in the Midlands in in England and you know the, again you I think back to, I was at school in the, the sort of 70s and early 80s and you know I look at I look at it then and I look at what's going on now and you're right it hasn't changed right we're, we're taught to memorize information so that we can pass exams right and why do we do that well because that's how the schools get get measured right is on the exam results they're not looking at uh, what are we doing to set these these kids up and, and as we go into the workplace set people up for success you know we, we're taught to be generalists rather than specialists mm-hmm. yet we know that the specialists are the ones that do the good in the world and earn more money right um not everybody's going to want to do that and that's fine too right we're, we're not all, all all of that that sort of um that mindset that we want to grow right as you said there's a fixed mindset there's a growth mindset but we should be encouraging and at least giving people the option to adopt that growth mindset, right? So you met, confidence is a word that you mentioned, right? Communication and confidence. But confidence is something I want to just touch on because that's something, again, that I've seen in the teenage years and I've seen in the workplace, that there is a, 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 a lack of confidence right? and, and maybe like a low self-esteem. So how, how would somebody overcome that if you were talking with somebody and you were coaching them or you you know you through your books um the fearless factor how, how would you help them to overcome that low self-esteem and lack of confidence so the first question that people will say to me is how do i get more confidence mm-hmm. and i uh, my answer to that is you've heard the expression fake it till you make it it's really down to fake it till you believe it right so it's about taking those daily actions I like to say to my clients, the first thing I want you to understand is I want you to get comfortable being uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because that's the only way you're going to change. We're not here to maintain status quo. We're not here to just smooth over the rough patches. We're here to really dig deep. And it's one of the things I do in both my Fearless Factor books is I ask a lot of deep questions that are forcing people, if they actually take time to look at it, to self-reflect, to really think about how am I showing up? What am I doing that's getting in my own way? How can I do things better? Now, if we're looking at, you know, an educational system, you have some teachers who actually do that and they do that for for their students, but it's not widespread. We know this for, for a fact. You know, teaching people how to think about thinking is really what we do, what I do. I teach people how to think about thinking. And of course that thinking is what leads to the behaviors. So, you know, again, they're they're all kind of intertwined, but that piece about building confidence is really and truly about take a little step every day that takes you over that edge. What I like to say about being fearless is it's not the absence of fear, it's the courage to take the next step. And the, and the belief that you can handle whatever it is that comes your way. That's yeah. all that, that being fearless is about, yeah. pure and simple. I like it. I like it. And as you're saying that, I'm thinking that, again, the, the saying that, that sort of I've known probably like most of my life, like, you know, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it, right, is a, is a saying that a lot of people do. I like to flip that on the head and say you'll see it when you believe it. Right. And that's, that's exactly that right. lines what you're saying there. So that belief yeah. is, is huge because the other thing I've, I've heard in the corporate world is, is, you know, people that 
that are wanting to get on and, and get promoted and so on. And, I, and I'll talk to them and say, okay, well, that's great. So, you know, be a leader, like do, do these sort of things, step up. And they say, oh, no, no, I'm not paid for that. When I'm a leader, I'll do that and I'll act like that. And I'm like, no, act like a leader now. And it's going back to what you were saying about be that person you want to become, right? Be that yeah. person now. And that's how you'll move forward in your study. Because basically you're then conditioning your brain to believe that you are that person. Right. And that you that you could and it will then come to you because you your confidence is growing, your belief is growing and, and therefore you'll you'll get those things. Well, it's interesting because in my years of, of studying fear and living through my own fears and, and overcoming the challenges of that, what I discovered was that fear is essentially an inability to believe in yourself. Right. You've got this messaging in the back of your head that says I'm not good enough. Yeah. And regardless of where that came from, it could have come from childhood, it could have come from an ex-boss, you know, whoever it was that influenced you to think that way, that becomes the meme that runs through your head. Yeah. So you have to address that piece, which is, you know, ask yourself fundamentally, is it true? The answer, of course, for most people will be, no, of course it's not true. I am good enough. All right, so what is, what is, what is the thinking and the behavior that undermines that truth, that keeps you locked into, you know, the insecurity and the self-doubt and the negative thinking that runs through your head. And how do you reframe that, those limited beliefs into something more positive? Because what we know about the brain is that, you know, positive or negative thoughts, it's all the same energy to right. the brain. Right. So right. we just have to decide which side do you wanna be on? Yeah, but it's yeah. a training process. So if your brain is constantly going to, I'm not good enough, or I'm stupid, or I'm, I'm you know, not, not credible, whatever, or you've got the imposter syndrome thing going on, uh, you have to, to challenge it. You have to actually challenge it in your own head uh, before you, you would take the next step. You know? And I think that's, that's a piece of what you do in coaching, of course, is to help people reframe so that they can start to see things differently, take a different approach. Yeah. Yeah, and because yeah, I think you, 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 you're telling yourself those things all the time, your brain is believing it and that's getting implanted in your subconscious mind, right? So when something then comes up as an opportunity, your subconscious is saying, well, no, you can't do that because you didn't do it before, right? And so therefore you, you're not good enough. So, so ultimately, you're programming yourself to believe you're not good enough by saying those things, even though it's not true. That's right. And so yeah. what I like to say about your insecurities and your fears is, do you have empirical evidence? Have you tested it? Have yeah. you done any research on your assumptions about what you think? And nine times out of ten, I'll hear, uh, no, it never even occurred to me <laughs> to test my assumptions. Well, now that it does, you know, I would suggest you put a bit of time in and check to see if that's that's right. You know, for years people would say to me, why are you playing so small? You've clearly got a lot of energy, you've got a lot of passion, you really need to bring it out into the world. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I, I know. I mean, yeah, I know, I understand that, but no, I didn't, no, I didn't. I needed to take a lot more steps before I finally could come out of the yeah. closet, if you like, and go, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. here and I'm doing great work. Thank you very much. Yeah. So, so what were what was some of those steps that you did? What was your like aha moment that 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 helped you move from that to to where to where you are now? Um, great coaching, 
number one. Uh-huh. Uh, I had a lot of people who believed in me and and in my passion. I'm, I'm a real determined individual. You know, I have a background in martial arts. I have, uh, you know, do CrossFit at this point in time. I am someone who does not take no for an answer. And if somebody says to me, you can't do that, I'll be like, watch me see what happens so there's a real attitude that that you know i have and that's my drive and not everybody has that and yeah i've fallen down i've failed i've gotten up i've done it so many times in my life that you know i've got the 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 bruises and the scars to show for it over the years um but the supportive people around me the people i was willing to listen to to look at different perspectives but also by showing up and pushing myself to do stuff that feel felt very uncomfortable um and the more i did it the more i was able to say look at that you did good yeah people actually was very receptive to this you know and and taking i talk about taking ownership of your skills and talents taking ownership of the the piece that is you because we're molded by our our environment we're molded by the people in our life and Many times we buy into other people's concept of who we are or who we should be. Mm-hmm. And that's a piece where you kind of get caught up in it. You know, I'm supposed to be a good husband. I'm supposed to be a good wife and mother. Uh, I'm supposed to be a good employee. Uh, you know, I have one client right now who uh, was raised with, I'm supposed to be a good girl. And so if you have a good girl complex, guess what? You're always trying to keep people happy. Yeah. Well, it's not your job to keep people happy, right. you know. And so what happens is you're giving your power away. And that's another piece about your potential, maximizing your potential. You have to ask yourself, where in my, my life do I give my power away? Yeah. Where do I say yes to easily? Where do I uh, submit when I actually don't want to submit? You know, this is yeah. a big piece of it. it. It is. It is. And I can relate to that as well, because I, I was... I was always, um, you know, growing up and, and it, it then goes into my, my adulthood that, that I was that pleaser, right? I wanted to please other people. And so I was, I was putting them above myself. And therefore, what was happening is that I wasn't happy. I wasn't fulfilled, you know? And eventually that spills over because it, it bottles up and bottles up and you spill over. And I don't think it wasn't until sort of four four, four and a half years ago that I really started to understand who I was and what I wanted and started putting myself first in terms of, of, of where I wanted to go, right? And so it, the, the message there, I think, for everybody is it's, it's never too too late, right? You, you, know, the- well, you know, I mean, I have to say, if we're talking about age here, you know, I mean... <laughs> I didn't start this gig until I was like 15, um, 15, 54, you know, I mean, this, this was a big deal because up until then I'd been a writer, a musician, I'd traveled the world, I'd raised my family, you name it, there was a bunch of stuff. Um, But it was 54 years old when I finally started this coaching business. So I've been at this for 15 years. So that tells you right now. And I feel like I'm just getting started because I have in the last year, accelerated everything that I'm doing in a much, much bigger way than I've done previously. And yeah, it's carrying a lot of risks, uh, you know, not just the financial ones, but certainly, you know, I I could be shot down for this, but I'm no longer in that mindset. Nobody can knock me down. The only person who can knock me down is me. Yeah. 
And, I, and that's if I choose to go that way. Yeah. But I also want to address the issue you talked about with people pleasing. Mm -hmm. When people are people pleasers, they want to keep other people happy all the time. Again, as I say, that's giving your power away. So if you're a people pleaser and listening to this, next time you want to say yes to something, I want you to ask yourself, does this serve my best and highest needs? Right. If the answer to that is no, or even maybe, then hesitate. Do not automatically say yes. Women specifically are very guilty of this. Somebody needs a volunteer. That hand is like a magnet in the sky. It goes straight up. Yeah, yeah I'll do it. And then afterwards, like, what was I thinking? You know, I mean, I'm, I'm like in over my head or I'm giving up too much of my time, blah, blah, blah. So you have to ask yourself, does this serve my, my best and highest needs? And if it doesn't, don't do it. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're all guilty of that. And it's it's one of those things that I think the, you know, as I, I coach and talk to people now and, and have, have led them over the years, develop leaders, I'll say that the power of saying no is huge, right? Mm. You have to learn to say no. Um, yeah. And, and you know, a lot of us don't like to say no. <laughs> I mean, we, we feel that we're obliged to say yes, but actually saying no often is the is the best way, not only for you, but for the other person too as well, so... Well, I think it's, you know, no is a very clear boundary, you know, and, and you've heard the book by William Urey called Getting to Know, mm -hmm. and it's about negotiations, you know, and of course, yeah. in negotiations, people will say no is just the starting point, you know, yeah, exactly. then it's about being curious and opening things up. But when you're very clear about your no, and you're able to use that no, no, that doesn't work for me. No, I'm not available at that time. No, I'm sorry. I would love to be able to help you. But right now I've got far too much on my plate. Those kind of no's are actually very acceptable. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I get it. I understand completely. Yeah. So, you you know, we might feel like we have to fill in that no, but fill right. it in with, with meaning, not just, you know, no, because I've really got a lot of problems right now and I can't handle any more and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, we're getting towards the end, so it's about time to, to wrap up. So give us, um, give us a, a piece, something that you would you would say, what's one golden nugget that you want to share with listeners that, that you know, could, um, they could they could implement right away to, to start changing their lives? So first of all, if, if you're a fearful individual and, and everybody has fears of some nature or another, ask yourself, whatever fears you have, is it true? And if you don't have any evidence that it's true, then you just made stuff up. And so you have to be willing to confront that and take the next step. That's, that's really it. Yeah. Maximizing your potential is simply about being willing to test your limits, whatever they might be. And of course, you know, that might just be having a conversation with somebody where you have to talk about, you know, I need to more responsibility or I need to, you know, clear up some relational problems, whatever, but being willing to step out into that discomfort, knowing that that's just like building a muscle. I talk about building your leadership muscles, yeah. build your muscles and right. the muscles of the mind and, and connect the mind to the heart because that's, that's a piece frequently that that's missing. Yeah. Connect your mind to your heart. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Good. 
Well, everybody listening, go and uh, go and buy the Fearless Factor and the Fearless Factor at work. Uh, look up Jacqueline Wales there. And uh, Jacqueline, where can people follow you if they uh, if they want to to follow what you do? They can uh, look at my website, thefearlessfactoratwork.com. And if you subscribe to my list, um, I will frequently give a lot of good resources. There's resources on the website uh, and lots of good information on how to keep growing, how to keep developing. And then, of course, on LinkedIn, you can find me on LinkedIn under my name. So uh, that's always a, a good place to connect as yeah. well. So, but let, let me know that this is how you learned about me was through yeah. Chris Baker. Perfect. Well, Jacqueline, thank you for your time. I appreciate it and appreciate you sharing your, your knowledge and, uh, and learnings and, and helping people as always. That's, uh, that's a, a great, great benefit and we appreciate you. So thank you. Thank you very much, Chris. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Maximize Your Potential podcast with myself, Chris Baker. If you enjoyed this content, I encourage you to subscribe so you get notifications as each new episode is released. And then if you could rate and review it on your podcast platform, that would be much appreciated. In addition, share the podcast with as many people as you think would benefit from these messages. I want to continually bring you these messages of hope and and application that you can put into your life so you can maximize your potential every day. In the show notes is all my contact details if you want to reach out to me. Be more than happy to, uh, to help you and I look forward to catching up with you soon. Have a magical day and bye for now.